Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. It's not unusual for Black Americans to feel disconnected from politics on many stages, all the way from national to state to local levels. There are concrete historical facts and cultural forces that have contributed to that. But it's about more than personal sentiment. Decades of undereducation around civics and lack of engagement around civic matters harms the everyday health, safety, and stability of Black communities. Kelly McGowan is a Black St. Louisan who saw that harm firsthand while working in St. Louis County and decided she needed to do something about it. That's come in the form of Transform 314, a nonprofit that's working to help more Black residents in STL advocate for themselves in local government. Kelly, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Now, talk with me about the backstory mm-hmm. for founding Transform 314. What or who catalyzed it? Yeah, so something that people are surprised to hear about, I have a public health background. And so, um, and that's what really started um, Transform. That's That was the impetus for the creation of Transform 314 um, is, and as you mentioned so eloquently in the intro, um, I worked in uh, North County for some time, uh, working with moms mm. on a statewide childhood obesity prevention initiative. And we were co-creating these uh, wellness programs, and it was great. Um, however, we're talking about healthy eating. And at the time, all the grocery stores were closing mm-hmm. in those communities. So, yes, we need the programs to help to support and encourage healthy behaviors. And also we need to make sure that communities have the things that they need in order to engage in those healthy behaviors. And um, I just became really intrigued in uh, what's called the built environment and how that impacts our health outcomes. Okay. And black communities, unfortunately, have built environments that don't uh, encourage health and well-being. They don't encourage thriving, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And so through that work, um, local government designs the fabric of our communities and the fabric of our built environments. And I just became really fascinated in how the decisions that are made by these folks that we generally don't even know about, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, they dictate, again, how we have resources or how we don't have resources like grocery stores or too many liquor stores or not uh, or lacking access to health care um, and just other other supports, um, how they make these decisions that impact us every day and we don't engage in that process. Mm-hmm. And so Transform 314 really came into being to make sure that, number one, people were aware of how local government impacts their communities. And most importantly, we have the power to really engage and to change that. And people need to remember that. People need to recognize that power. And so that's what we do at Transform 314 is to connect the dots for folks and also remind people, hey, we are more powerful than we understand and we realize sometimes. So we remind people of that yeah. um, and make sure people uh, 
use it effectively to bring about the changes we all want. We Mm -hmm. all want healthy, thriving, and safe communities. So something that really struck me about what I see on the 314 webpage, Transform 314 webpage, Mm -hmm. is how approachable the work is. Mm -hmm. And that's true of the the Straight Facts animated series on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it's also in how you explain electoral processes Mm -hmm. and recap Board of Aldermen meetings. Mm. Yeah, it's very conversational. And it's fun. I mean, is that who you are as a person, Kelly? Or, you know, is that what you think, you know, discussion of civics and politics and participation, ultimately, that that's what it needs? Heck yeah. Um, As a person, I'm one of those folks I look at, I don't look at things, I don't look at a glass as it being half uh, empty. I look at it as being half full, and I try to make the best out of any situation. Um, You know, I've had, like I said, I've had a lot of interesting experiences throughout my life, professionally, educationally, that were less than ideal. Um, but you have to make the best out of the situation. You have to find the humor in it. You you have to, or else you're going to be crying all day, every day mm-hmm. in your entire life. And when we're talking about things like civics and local government, it's dry. Mm-hmm. It is boring as hell, <laughs> period. And so we have to bring it to life. We have to, as we say, read the room, you know, and and the audience that I am targeting are black St. Louisans and black St. Louisans engaging black St. Louisans engaging my people. We need some flavor. Yeah, we have to put our twist on it. We have to do that in order for people to uh, really at least give it a listen to and pay attention to it. Yeah. And so. I'm not super creative in my own mind, but this is my creativity Mm -hmm. and just finding things that are, again, relevant, that people care about, but making sure it's presented in a way that they can engage with, that they can digest and do something with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except for that little bit of time you spent away from St. Louis. Mm -hmm. This is where you have grown up, where you've lived. Mm -hmm. Why do you think Black St. Louisans aren't as engaged on the city level as other demographics in this city specifically? I mean, so I, I'm just thinking about my educational experience. And I don't know a lot of people that were, but we never talked about local government in school. Um, I had a civics course, ninth grade, um, and we talked about federal level uh, politics and mm-hmm. presidential elections and electoral college and all that good stuff. Um, but we never talked about state, let alone local level um, elections uh, or the processes and and who does what in the main players and and how those decisions uh, play a role that impact our day-to-day lives I've never had that conversation or exposure in school mm-hmm. um, and also I mean to keep it real <laughs> history has not shown um, us to be able to trust in any systems, especially when we're talking about government, especially when we're talking about local government. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people kind of, people don't, because they lack that that trust, um, because of what we've seen time and time again, people kind of tap out. Oh, well, they're going to do what they want to do anyway because mm-hmm. they have been doing that. So it, it doesn't matter. 
Um, it doesn't matter. Me being engaged, it doesn't matter. It's not going to make a difference. And so um, we, like I said, at, through Transform 314, that's why it's so important that we try to instill in Black St. Louisans that we do matter, that we're valued, our voices matter, and most importantly, our votes truly do matter, mm-hmm. more so at the local level than in the national level. And I don't want people to say, oh, that girl... Kelly, she said on the radio, don't vote in in, uh, presidential elections. No, I'm not saying that. All elections matter, period. But when you have elections that are decided by tens of votes in um, jurisdictions that have tens of thousands of registered voters, every vote counts. There are votes. I mean, these elections, people getting elected for mayor in different municipalities, um, even some of the... uh, in the city of St. Louis, some of the, in my ward, in um, the um, primary election, a difference of six votes, mm-hmm. a difference of six votes decided. Only takes two hands to count that. So every vote, it counts. And so just really trying to get that across to my fellow black St. Louisans, and I know how that feels, to feel ignored, to feel like what you do doesn't matter, to feel like people don't give a damn about you. We've seen it time and time again, um, but really just trying to instill in folks that we do matter and we are powerful in spite of, um, but we really have to harness that power appropriately. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier on the show, we were talking about civics education mm-hmm. in K-12 through classrooms and its role in empowering students who aren't old enough to vote but who can absolutely be engaged as civic participants. And your work with Transform 314, it focuses mostly on adults. And this is a big election year, and you'd mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier the kind of civics education you got formally. So what plans do you have to get Black St. Louisans ready for civic participation in meetings of city council, you know, board of aldermen meetings, you know, even at the polls? Mm Mm-hmm. So I know this year is a huge election year, uh, something I don't know if people are aware. If not, they will be after hearing this interview. (laughs) 2025 in the city of St. Louis, we will be electing half of the members of the Board of Aldermen. Mm -hmm. So that's seven, y'all, and a mayor and um, some other folks as well. Um, And so just really using this time that we have to just really get again, help people connect the dots and the decisions that things that people complain about all the time Mm -hmm. um, are a result of, yeah, us not being engaged, us not showing up at the polls, not at vote, us not voting. Um, So we will be doing um, a lot of just partnering um, throughout the community. Um, For instance, uh, Transform 314, we've partnered with uh, Slate in the city of St. Louis, the St. Louis Agency um, on Training and Employment, Um, particularly shout out to Slate, my family. Uh Um, But uh, with their their summer youth uh, jobs uh, program. Mm. And so those are young folks between the age of 16 to 24, 25. Sure. Um, and just tapping into those uh, types of networks and hopefully younger folks too, but that age group, just to again, speak their language and really, like I said, connect the dots and not like, oh, you need to vote, you need to vote, but really asking them, what do you care about? What's important to you? What are the biggest issues in your community? Mm-hmm. And being able to tie that to uh, your, to 
the Board of Aldermen within their roles and responsibilities, um, you know, and, and having that conversation, because it all starts with the conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's what Transform 314, that's what we lead with. We don't start with, you need to do this, you need to do that. No, we start with having a conversation and meeting people where they are and helping them to get to go to where we all need to be. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, Kelly, you conducted a survey that asked people what matters most to them. Mm-hmm. That survey said <laughs> built environment. <laughs> that was a top concern. And part of built environment that folks identified most is the conditions of our roadways. Mm-hmm. And there's also something that we've heard about in the comment section of a past St. Louis Public Radio Instagram reel. And most of the comments from Black respondents were about potholes. Mm-hmm. So some people may be thinking, like, potholes, really, this is your biggest concern. But can you break down for us what it is about that very tangible thing that's so important to those you surveyed and you know why everyone, Black or otherwise, should mm-hmm. care about this? Oh, yeah. So... Um, potholes. Oh, it's a pothole. Well, da, 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 da. What does that have to do with anything? So when you see potholes and just a lot of other symptoms of a lack of investment in infrastructure, again, that is a symptom of looking at the broader neighborhood and the broader community and what is there and what is not there. At the end of the day, in order for a community to thrive, it needs what? It needs investment. It needs resources. And so if our roads, if our sidewalks, if we don't have that investment, the broader community, I mean, that's the fabric of that is the foundation. Our infrastructure is the foundation of our community. And if we don't have the the, uh, proper investment or adequate investment in the foundation of our communities, that says a lot about the rest of the community. And also, you know, something that people don't really realize, again, how is this connected to health? Um, When you have roads that have not been maintained, when you have roads and sidewalks, or maybe non-existent sidewalks, Mm -hmm. roads lead you to places. Sidewalks lead you to places. If you don't have properly maintained roads or sidewalks, things, you can't get to where you need to go. We have a lot of folks that live in the city, well, throughout the region, that rely on public transportation. They don't have cars. They don't have their own vehicles. So they have to walk. It's not a choice of them being active, using active transportation. They have to get the bus or or ride the Metrolink to go to school, to, to go to the grocery store. And sometimes, you know, they may have a family. They may have their babies in tow. So think about um, those St. Louisans that rely on their feet, that rely on public transportation and you don't have a complete street network, a complete infrastructure, how are they supposed to get to where they need to go? Mm -hmm. They can't. So that's work. Think about that for a second. You're late to work because you, you, whatever, your bus was late or you had to, and it's a safety issue too. You had to walk in the street because you don't have sidewalks or whatever the case is. You miss your bus. That means you have to wait another 20, 30 minutes or whatever it is to catch the bus. You're late to work. And then what happens? If that happens not once, not twice. You lose your employment. Exactly. (laughs) And then if you're not getting your, your check, then what does that mean? That your entire world falls apart. And so I really just want people to understand that it's not just a pothole. It may be an inconvenience for folks that are driving and riding around, 
But also think about those folks that aren't in the cars. Think about that. They're on foot. Mm-hmm. That impacts people greatly. And I think that's something that, again, it's not just a pothole. Um, it's really the health and well-being and, and providing opportunities for folks to thrive, especially Black St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Individuals and communities. Yes. So on the Transform 314 website, mm-hmm. there's a quote there. Mm -hmm. Uh, from Angela Davis. I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I can no longer accept. Mm -hmm. And what stands out to me is that these are about choices. And I think sometimes it can be easy to think about apathy Mm -hmm. as being passive. But in your experience, Kelly, I mean, what's the difference between being apathetic about civics and politics and being disengaged? I view things kind of like a rule of thirds. Um, So when you're dealing with people engaging people along a spectrum, whether it's health behavior change, civic engagement, whatever, you're going to have a third of people that are gung-ho, they're here for, they're super excited, whoop, whoop, they're ready to do the damn thing, right? Then you're going to have the middle people that are like, "Eh, I don't really know, I'm still deciding which way to go. And then you're going to have the super extreme that it doesn't matter what you do, you can lay out the red carpet for them, they are not checking for it, they are not listening to you, they're not going to be um, they're not going to be engaged no matter what. Um, and so, again, leading with those conversations with people, um, you hear that it isn't that they don't care, but it's that they, again, as I mentioned before, historically, what has happened to them with these with the system that, you know, I know I'm engaged with a lot, um, but it is um, – a lack of trust. It is a lack of, you know, we're from the show me state. So I haven't seen anything come from this. Um, And also, I will share, you don't know what you don't know. I've had so many conversations with people. Again, you lean into conversations and you learn a lot. Um, And there are folks, they care so much about the schools. They care so much about the school system and their baby schools. Um, And this was like a year or so ago. I just I paid Black St. Louisans 20 bucks to talk about civic engagement for 20 minutes. And the conversations Mm -hmm. lasted for like an hour just to get a sense of like where the disconnect was with folks being civically engaged. And again, people would say, you know, I really care about the schools. I care about the public schools. And then I would say, hey, well, did you know we had a school board election um, in the last like in the spring in the municipal election? Oh, for real? I I wasn't even aware that those elections um, and those people that we elect really set the policies and the procedures. And when it comes to how the school district operates. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's again, you're going to have some of those people that are just like "Eh, ain't checking for it. But what I've learned is there are more people, again, in that that second and third category um, in that middle category. That's those are the apathetic people. But once you have those conversations and again, meet them where they are, what is it that you care about and help connect the dots? Then they're like, hmm, you know what? Maybe I need to look into this. Maybe I need to um, sit with this a bit more. Um, And so that's what I learned. Honestly, the apathy. No, it's just people just aren't aware. They don't realize because, again, who taught them? How did they get exposed to this? How did they? How would they know? They wouldn't know. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think it's more of just having the conversation and, and connecting the dots with people, more so than apathy. Kelly, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This episode was produced, recorded, and edited by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.